Welcome to Social Proof, a podcast about influence brought to you by Soapbox. We're in the business of social media and influencer marketing. So we talk to people every day who've built brands, fans, and followers. We're intrigued by the idea of influence. What makes certain people so compelling? Join us each and every week as we raise our glasses with captivating individuals and dig into what it means to develop a personal brand and have true influence. Cheers to real people and riveting stories. Welcome to Social Proof, a podcast with Soapbox Influence. I'm Beth Stevens, and I'm thrilled to be here today with Katie Goodman. Hey, Katie. Hello. I'm excited. How are you? Yay. Okay. I must immediately disclose that you said you were on vacation. You're so kind to do this with us. Where are you? Are you somewhere fun? I am. Sort of. I'm in Boston, where I grew up. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I love it. Snooping on my college kid, and I see you're in a hotel room. (laughs) Yes, exactly. This is, as I was just telling you, my first time to do this on the road. I usually like to be sitting in the studio. So, (laughs) um, but yes, that familiar hotel room background. So much fun. (laughs) And then I have one more place based question. And actually, maybe you can give a little background on where you're from before we dive into who you are. But I think I saw a Bozeman, Montana area code this morning from you yes. calling so well. What's the cacophony of places here? No, I here? actually live in many places. I, I live in New York. <laughs> I live in Brooklyn yeah. in Park Slope, and that's my main place. And I spend the summers in Montana where I own a uh, theater camp with 300 oh, yes. crazy kids. So I, I lived it. there for a long time, and I had a theater there and toured from there. So uh, I kept the yeah. It's a good conversation piece. <laughs> I love that. It is. It is. Here we are conversing about it. So, well, Katie, tell us who you are in addition to that amazing theater gift. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm a comedian. I'm mostly an actress, a musical comic, and a director and um, a writer. And I do satirical, political, pretty lefty um, feminist comedy. <laughs> I have a show that tours, it ran off Broadway and we tour all around the um, world called Broad Comedy. And um, we've raised $2 million for uh, women's health and uh, LGBTQ issues and ACLU and things like that. And in addition to that, I'm a keynote speaker. That's how you and I know each other. Um, And so I speak on the topic of how to use uh, the tools of improv comedy to handle the unexpected and change and how to kind of how to love that instead of fight it. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a perfect segue. There are so many things I want to ask you about, but yes, I had the the good fortune of seeing you on stage um, as well as at dinner and in various other life moments throughout um, the conference we attended for next up the women's organization. I thought it was so apropos that you were part of it, kicked the the week off and did the keynote. And I have to admit, I've heard a number of improv speakers have been involved in improv and have always been super lukewarm about it. I get it. I love it for others. But I, ha- I have to say until your keynote, it just didn't really hit home. And I loved oh. your approach to working with the unexpected and, and thinking about how we use that and, and interpret that. So will you dive into that just a little bit more? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I think maybe the, I, it is hard to apply. I can understand why maybe it sometimes misses the mark. I think people who um, are in the arts totally see every day how it affects us and it's hard to explain. So as yeah. a, who was like a life coach and a sort of 
you know, lifelong, um, you know, whatever meditator and all that, you know, um, paying attention to the self-help world, you know, it'd be, I, I've, uh, and I've written a book on it. So that does help you. Um, Yeah. Hold on. I'm just turning off the printer. (laughs) In the other room, printing something in here. That's so funny. That is funny. So these are the joys of like I traveling. That was a great moment for us to work with the unexpected. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the unexpected. Yeah. So so I basically what I like to do is I like to kind of put people. I think needs sort of a frame, but what I really like to do is have it be very interactive because mm-hmm. you know the whole I do and I understand theory, um, as opposed to just listening. And as somebody who's mildly, uh, ADHD, it's hard for me to uh, sit and just listen to somebody talk and zone out and I don't, can't really apply it and I forget it. So, you know, Mm -hmm. so what I try to do is I find uh, there's like eight tools, which no one's ever going to remember, but if you do eight exercises, you know, hopefully you'll remember And it's things like, you know, ha, uh, the obvious ones are ha, be flexible, you know, mm-hmm. um, don't get attached to not necessarily the outcome, but the way you're going to get to your goals. I right. think, a lot, and obviously <laughs> we've all just had this shit show for two years. So. <laughs> I mean, none of us are like doing anything or maybe we are now, but we weren't doing things the way that we thought we'd be doing them. We had right. like a lot of us had our children right behind us while we're trying to go to work all day. Right. Um, and you know, so how do you adjust? And I just hope to never hear the word pivot again, but how to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> And, but other things like how, you know, just how, how to be, how to be present, how to yes. And, you know, and we talked about that. So instead of, you know, and I think what's important about that is creating a culture, whether it's in your family, your main relationships, work anywhere, how do you create a culture of yes. And so yes. And is like, Mm. you know, I talked about this, like, you know, Hey, look at that pink elephant. And then right. someone's like, what pink elephant? And it just falls flat. The scene yeah, just yeah. dies. But if you're like, oh, and it's standing on your mother-in-law or whatever, then you can picture right. something and kind of move on and have ideas. And it, I think where people get hung up is they're like, yes, but my coworkers have terrible ideas. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, my children want to do these things that I'm just a hard no. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, I love um, that. The deal isn't to be like, yes, to everything, but it's, yes, I heard you. Yes. Mm -hmm. I see you're trying to come up with an idea or you're trying to, you know, uh, (laughs) let me get, let you get your ears. (laughs) And then the, and process the yes part, it's affirmation and acceptance. And then the, and part is adding something to it. So like, Mm -hmm. if you're in a, you know, if you're in a brainstorming session with, you know, let's say like, I'm thinking about influencers, but like with your designer or whatever, it's like, oh, I see what you got me. And I want to add that. Um, right. And you don't want to add like, this is terrible, but add like, <laughs> instead, this is, you know, I, uh, I need this to look, you know, more friendly. Um, you right. know, yeah. And actually this is kind of funny because I just did this yesterday. We, I directed a, a short that we mm-hmm. just finished and it took months. Okay. It was so much fun. And I'm just loving directing film and it's going into all oh, these I festivals we have to have a poster and my designer sent me like 10 things, mm-hmm. you know, eight of which were just completely off the mark, uh, you know, 
And um, she's lovely, but um, she was she does that on purpose to try to give me like this broad range to sort of pick from. I because love that. like we, yeah. we talked about it at the event, it's very hard to create in a vacuum because if right. somebody's like, give me an idea, go, you know, do a scene, <laughs> yeah, go, like, write yeah. a book, go, your brain is like, wow, it could be one yeah. million things. So yeah. if somebody gives you a whole bunch of things, you're kind of constrained a little bit. And then you can go, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, this, except it looks like a horror movie, which is actually what one of them <laughs> looks like. <laughs> That's actually um, fun. <laughs> it's funny because I wrote, so my husband wrote it and I directed it and it's for broad comedy does it live. And then we translated okay. it was so lucky that we trans, that it worked perfectly for film without a single line change. Oh, that's and awesome. It's, um, it's called, uh, it's about a support group for women named Karen. <laughs> so she made one that was like both parents and it was like absolutely terrifying looking that's, funny that's awesome. but yes but misleading you know so I was like right. yes and <laughs> right you're like let's go ahead and apply this <laughs> so anyway, awesome. just, I could go on as you know forever about it but basically um, there's trying to break it down into different tools and I encourage people to kind of pick one a week like for example mm-hmm you know, yes. And your family for a week, but, um, another one yeah. would be allow yourself to get lost. Mm-hmm. So big fan. literally maybe, you know, but yeah. it could also be like getting lost in a bookstore or getting lost on a menu, right. you know, do right. new things, meet people right. you've never like. And so those are like a little practice that you could do. That is improvisational. Um, mm-hmm. it gets you more comfortable with the unknown. Right. And that, well, and once you yeah. walked through it in that manner, I mean, there was so much that resonated for me. And, you know, even those, I love that thought process of those eight tactics, as it were, as some, almost a meditative practice and something that you might go through over, say, an eight week period and just as an exercise in expanding yourself or an exercise in, you know, expanding your worldview. I, I think that's really neat. So we'll drop those in the show notes yeah. for sure. Oh, good. Yeah. And there's like in my book, there's, processes of ways to actually practice it too. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I can give you the little shortened version of it, but, um, you know, one of the things that's pretty fun, it was kind of interesting about though, too, trying to take something. And I wonder if some entrepreneurs um, can relate to this, but take something that is a group activity (laughs) and turn it into a solitary activity, which was the book when intrinsically creativity is collaborative. So, you know, which part of it is just you and your mind and maybe like a book of prompts to stay right. creative. And when do we need as entrepreneurs, do we need other people to run ideas by and stay in community mm-hmm. and stay in connection and, and help each other? You know, I have, I have so yeah. many different groups in my life of like, <laughs> you know, the speakers so group healthy. I know. Yeah. I love it. I do yeah. too, honestly. And I think even to the point we just made about travel, you know, I find myself occasionally, you know, off somewhere solo or, you know, traveling with a coworker, whatever the case may be. And I find those trips to be cathartic and resetting for me, just, you know, getting out of your norms, right? Which I love my norms. Like you, I have a lot of those tendencies, but I find when those are disrupted or I'm alone in an airport or have time traveling or on a road trip, that's when some of my best thoughts kind of come unlocked and, you know, start to yeah. gel and make sense for me. So I feel like that has yeah. some synergy here. Yeah. And I will, I, the only thing I will admit is I'm actually a little bit obsessed with newness. And so I, I don't <laughs> have a lot of norms anymore. I mean, I did for a long time when I ran a theater 
And then in the summer, during the summer months, my camp is like very set every day. Sure. But every day you were asking one of the pre-questions that you'd asked me was like, when do you work? And I was like, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I'm not like I can only work before breakfast when the sun's coming up. You know, I mean, I know <laughs> artists who are like that. And I'm like, you know, when I work, when I have a deadline. Yes. <laughs> don't we all, don't we all. And we'll but get into what we're no, sorry. I love that. We'll keep going on it. No, not at all. Um, well, as we get into the books we're reading and some of the things we're consuming, that'll be fun because that's top of mind for me right now as well. But so talk about your day. It's schizophrenic. It's all over the board. What is What does it look like? Well, it's a little bit different than the last year and a half because my kid just went off to college. So we're empty nesting and, yeah. um, you know, so in between sobbing and drinking heavily. No, I'm actually just so excited for them that they're able, they're doing so well. But, uh, you know, I get on a plane and go to a... <laughs> A workshop. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're starting to do the comedy shows again. That was kind of the last thing to come back, you know, especially things like we do Planned Parenthood gigs. And what's been hard is, and understandable is that they are yeah. their health facility, healthcare You're right folks. So they're extra uninterested in having a super spreader event than anybody else. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah. so we're doing more um, things like colleges and other yeah. theaters and things like that. So that's right. really fun. I love working. I love performing for young people. Um, oh, I bet. I bet yeah, that's particularly they, exciting and rewarding. Oh. It's so good. And I, I mean, I, you know, as somebody who runs a camp, I work on my staff is like 40 Mm -hmm. people under 22. So, but um, yeah, it's interesting. So that's a, I don't know. Yeah. I really, a a normal day is (laughs) desperately trying to find healthy food in an airport. I think (laughs) (laughs) also extremely relatable. That's so difficult. difficult. You just feel bad about yourself at the end of the day. I feel like so Yeah, just gross in general. So at risk of mentioning the word pivot, uh, but not with too much intent, I want to go back to something we were talking about here at the beginning and just the way we've all adjusted. And, you know, you you hopped off to fiddle with the printer and, you know, I'm here with my hair very wild today in a hotel room. And I love this. I feel like, you know, if there's good in what we've experienced over the last two years, it's that vulnerability and realness have seeped back into conversations and in the workplace. And I think if not craving it, we all at least welcome or anticipate it. You know, it's so normal. We we had a, a team call yesterday and someone had a kitten in her lap. So I'm so sorry. The, the cat's <laughs> not taking no for an answer, you know. And I, yeah. I think it's it's letting us reconnect as humans in a way that, yeah. you know, we've gotten so robotic. So I, I suspect you have opinions on that. Can you speak oh, to Oh, God. It? Yeah. And I think also from a feminist point of view, like I remember in the middle of the pandemic, I had to take a... I can't remember what the call was. I can't remember who it was or what it was, but I remember <laughs> this woman was, she was like helping me with something like insurance or something. And in the background, her baby is like sobbing. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, totally. You like, can please go. go. Yeah. That. And she's yes. like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm sorry. And you can hear, she kept turning her sound off. And I finally said to her, I was like, Hey, if I can't support you in taking five minutes to deal with a baby during this, then like, that's on me, man. And so she did. And then we had the nicest chat. Of course you did. Yeah. Better. Mine's 17, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. um, 
I think it's sort of a fucked up culture if we're like yeah. not able to treat each other as humans. And we're like this word professional with a capital P is just kind of gone right. gross. Like, of yeah. course yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. You know, but like what, why, why are we doing, right. why do we care so much? Right. Yeah. So on that note, I think that's a really cool kind of transition into obviously we're we're an agency in the influencer and social media realm and do a lot with retail marketing and big brands. And so more often than not, the individuals who I invite on the podcast are just individuals who impacted me, right? I had an interaction and I thought, yes, you you must come <laughs> and join us. And so often they say, Well, I, I'm not an influencer, right? Like that's not my craft. It's <laughs> not what I'm doing right, my day. Right. But very, very much you wield influence from that small interaction with the woman on the call, you know, presumably an insurance agent, to, you know, the way that you commanded a crowd of a thousand and gave a pet talk to a thousand women and and wielded your influence there. So can you talk about that? Do you have guardrails around how you conduct yourself? Of course, you asked if, if cursing was okay yeah. at the beginning of the podcast, so that doesn't count. But, <laughs> but what, are, what, are, what are some of the yeah, things that you hold yourself to? <laughs> yeah, really, just lean in. Sorry, but what, what, do, <laughs> what do you hold yourself to, right? What are yeah. those guardrails for you? I think, like, let me talk outside of speaking because in when I do speaking, corporate speaking, you know, I don't swear and I don't bring up my politics unless it's like an all women's event and they want me to or something, or, you know, it's right. somehow politically motivated. But so I think that's just because it's distracting, right? Like it takes away from what that we can sense. all agree on. So, but in terms of like, kind of, I'm sort of interested in your question from a satirical, political satirical point of view. So when I do broad comedy shows and we're writing, my husband and I write together. So we're writing new material. And we, you know, the questions are like, what can we tackle? <laughs> like we completely re- rewrote all our material last April because mm. thank God we didn't have to really totally, well, in April, we felt like we didn't have to talk about Trump too much again. So we were like, let's <laughs> jump all that stuff. Okay. And, we can move along. You know, <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, we wrote a, a sketch I absolutely love about how the pandemic and also how you can't, write satire anymore because it's like writing itself, you know, but, um, so that was fun. But in terms of like holding sort of, uh, mm, let's see, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, but in terms of the, of influence, we are highly aware of that because we're writing things like, um, we wrote a song, you can see it on YouTube. It's called intersectionality. And my, one of my black actresses came up and was like, can we do a, will you guys write a song on this? And so she was like, you know, cause as feminists, we're always talking about issues as women. She's like, but you know, how much harder it is for black women and then how much harder it is for gay black women, you know, like and on and on and on disabled, whatever. So we wrote, so we wrote a song where I'm really stupid and I don't get it. <laughs> And she's like, oh, yeah, like the intersection between you and me, you know, we're all the same. And she's like, no, let's talk. And then yeah. we do this. <laughs> and I think like that for me as wanting to have influence on the conversations in the culture, we're always, always thinking about what are we saying? How are we saying it a little bit differently, maybe a little bit more edgy. So like you right. have already used my favorite word, authenticity. Um, which is too bad that it's getting overused, but I really love it that is, word. But, but you know, <laughs> and people, 
people trust you immediately when you use humor or sometimes self-deprecating humor, but you seem honest. And so, you know, and I'm pretty honest then. And then there's other, there's other pieces we've done, like, like, you know, the, the culture moves so fast and is changing so fast right now. And I'm sure your influencers and and people on social media know this. It's like something you posted six months ago, you look back and you're like, Oh, I gotta take that down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, all right. I mean, we wrote a song like four, four, four or five years ago called, it was an acapella, like a humorous acapella style song called Gay is So Last Year. And it was about, you know, it was about the whole, um, about uh, sort of about like middle-aged people having a hard time figuring out like what's trans, what's intersexual, what's like mm-hmm. on and on and on. And what was so funny about doing it live kind of in middle America, it wasn't in New York. I think it would have done much better in New York was half the <laughs> was like, what are you talking about? I don't understand this. And the other half was like, Oh, we're way past Holy this. Cow. <laughs> it was so crazy. We we're like, Oh my God, I don't even know what to do with this piece. So we kind of were like, let's just wait a year or two. And now I feel like and I could rewrite it like throw way it better. There. Yeah. Yeah. You're writing stuff. And as influences, you're responding to stuff like in the freaking moment, like, right. You know, in yeah, the news, that's improv right, the, right there. And how do you have, how do you have like sort of that brilliant observational, like commentary that's right on the mark. Like you're not right. going to be some of the time you're going to miss it, miss the mark. Right. Because it's right. happening so fast and you have so little time to process it. Right. Um, not just politics, but like just anything in the culture. If you're like commenting, you know, like I, I even think of something like Kanye, right? Like I've right. just for years just been like, why are we giving this guy? A <laughs> and especially if, you know, I'm so totally immersed in the gay community between theater and my material and stuff. And he, he's been so awful there. And then all of a sudden, you know, so, so all these like gay fashion designers are like, giving him shows and stuff. And I'm like, I don't understand this. And then, yeah. you know, overnight, everyone's like, okay, bye. And I wasn't sorry. That sounded like I was saying like, I knew before everyone, that's not all I was saying. Right, I was right, right. No, I follow. Like, when do you, when do you comment? When, you know, cause yeah, I was a little it's afraid the to, moment to strike. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Like I don't want to be like a white woman, like dissing this like incredibly talented black rapper, like at the wrong moment either. Like, right. especially during black lives matter. And this, this, so right. everything's so loaded. Yeah. You just have to yeah. be so like careful. But if I think if I feel like if you are as an influencer, just being authentic, like here's a thought, I'm not sure I'm right, but dot, dot, yeah. dot, you know what Putting I mean? It out a, there. Yeah, but not in like a, a wimpy sort of like, I don't know what I think, but like, a, right. I may disagree with this tomorrow, but let's chat. <laughs> right, sort of right. Here's where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that because I think that to your point, and it goes back to what we were just discussing with authenticity and vulnerability, right? It's just that willingness to put yourself out there and to have yeah. an opinion and to be seen and be approachable. And, and I think that's such a big deal. And so much of what you're doing, I think as well, you know, I, I've noticed, for example, um, since we connected that a lot of the midterm stuff and the videos and the, the songs that you're putting on LinkedIn, which I think is brilliant because that's <laughs> a bit of an unexpected, in fact, in a, a lot of ways, you know, when I scroll my feed and I see 
typical, typical, typical. And then I'm like, oh, this is going to be rich, right? So let me turn up the volume, right? So I think that's so fun. So talk a little bit about that and how you've explored social media with your work and, and how you make decisions to put things out there in snippets. Yeah. So if Tana, my, she's both in broad comedy and also our company manager, if she, if she were here, I would say, well, she knows how to do that. (laughs) She knows what to do. (laughs) We write write the content together, um, but she's definitely got her finger on the pulse. She's also a bit younger, not to be like ageist about it, but I am a little bit behind you know, we've just got TikTok. Like, the last <laughs> it's okay. And we're putting our videos on it, but we are very resistant. Um, but no, I, I can relate. Uh, what, what's your question exactly? Like, how do we choose what to put up? Or yeah, well, I think in in a lot of ways, you're you're putting content on different social platforms, yeah. and you're you're teasing out snippets of your work, yeah, right? And and that's meant to be a lead, right? It's a hook, of course, like pull me in and, and teach me more. Yeah. So I'm just curious, I guess, how some of those conversations go, what you yeah. put on which platforms and how you present on those platforms. Yeah. And I think like, that's interesting that you say it's to draw you in, which is probably true. I hope that is what it's doing. And it's sending people to the broad comedy YouTube channel, but it's also like, you can say in 30 to 60 seconds, one joke about like, we, we, I think what you're referencing is we did some pieces using some like super crazy pants people's words. And yeah. I just wrote music yeah. to it yes. as if it was a folk <laughs> song. Um, and said, thank you so much for the content. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes, and we were like, we don't have to work very hard anymore. <laughs> Written for us. But I think like my hope is that actually we put those out right before the election. And I wanted people to see like, you know, like whatever it was, um, you know, the, the, the line, um, climate change makes the trees grow was one of the songs, yes. you know, like, and I was like, maybe two people will notice that and not actually vote for that person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Not just think, a hook, but a stance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think like maybe that's enough. Like I, I'm not sure these days how many people go beyond social media. They're like, Oh, I saw it on there. And right. also they may not want to watch a four minute song. Yeah. Right. So hopefully they get some exposure it. to your work and, you know, you see that yeah. ripple effect, right? Yeah. And it does help us get asked to go do performances live, which of course is what we want to be doing. So, yeah. right. Well, I think it's brilliant to have that content on LinkedIn and it's, it's been fun. So we'll put that link out there as well and encourage people to go check it out. So okay. Good. Um, I can't believe we've talked yeah. this long already. We actually yeah. have been kind of cruising and, in a lot of ways, this has been one of my favorite conversations. And I say this yeah. with delight um, because we've been so all over the board. And typically we do, I think, follow a bit more of the like, here are the questions. But it's been fun to see where this has led. I, I think that's been really yeah. entertaining and fun. So um, a nod to improv, as it were, I guess. So, um, OK, so I definitely want to make sure that we have time for me to ask my favorite questions, which yeah. are what you're consuming. Right. And I usually break this into two seemingly similar questions. One is content wise, what are you devouring? So a book, a series, an article, you know, just something that has your attention right now. And then conversely, um, what's something you're so into right now? And sometimes that's as simple as, oh my God, I found this great new coffee cup. It's amazing. Right. So, so first and foremost, because I think we'll talk about it a bit longer, what are you devouring or consuming? (laughs) I know that I answered this in an email and now I can't remember, but I'm reading, um, I guess I'm reading less is lost. 
Is that what I said? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember now. Yeah. I'm reading. Um, I'm reading a lot, but I actually, so I used to read self-help just like endlessly and I am not doing that anymore. That's been like five years. <laughs> of, uh, you graduated. Just, I get You're graduated. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, or just nonfiction at all. I think since the pandemic, I just need to escape. escape. Um, so yeah, so reading a lot of, but I'm also reading since I'm writing a rom-com film, I'm reading a lot of rom-com novels, which, uh, inspires me. So trying to find smart ones that are funny and not just like raunchy for no reason, but like, uh, you know, that are, that are interesting sociologically too. Yeah. 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 So what are some um, examples? Yeah. Oh God. Now that you've said that. Um, oh, this yeah, one's too on embarrassing, but I'm just going <laughs> to say, um, it, red, red, white, and Royal blue. It's a gay, <laughs> a gay rom-com, but it's the main characters. Well, one's like a prince or some stupid shit, but the other is actually a, um, son of a politician. Okay. So of a woman running for like president or something. So that whole okay. world was actually more fascinating to me than like, That's the, funny. Yeah. yeah. So it's a hugely popular <laughs> book. So I'm not too embarrassed, but, um, but I'm, you know, my husband's a novelist and oh, also okay. all of my friends. So be honest, I'm endlessly reading my friend's books too. Which That's hilarious. Is interesting. So I'll, I'll tell you about them when they're published. Um, were you asking, what am I watching? Sure. Keep going. Well, like a podcast, a show, a series, what are you consuming? Well, my new favorite podcast is actually a plug for my dear friend, Ophira Eisenberg, who has a new one called parenting is a joke. And she interviewed, (laughs) I love it already. Who are parents. And it's okay. so great. And I'm going to be on there in a little while, but in, in a few months, but talking about empty nesting, but right now she's doing all okay. the younger stuff, I think. <laughs> okay. I love it. I can't wait for that. I will absolutely go find it. I'm laughing as well about that because I'm so again, traveling and I feel so ridiculous because I'm a big reader, although it's cyclical. And right now I'm, I'm in the middle of one book, but I was really close to finishing it. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll bring that one. And I do, I do possess a Kindle, but I just get a lot of satisfaction out of reading a book at an airport or wherever. So I'm like, well, I have to bring that one, but I need a backup book because I'll finish that book and I'll need another book. Well, then in the airport, I bought a book. So now I'm like toting around three books, (laughs) three books. I have no business carrying around three books, but I finished the one I bought. I finished the one I should have started when I finished the other two already. That's the one I have to talk about because have you read any of these? I'm so bad at this. The last interview series. Oh, no. I'm riveted. So this one's Anthony Bourdain, but there's a whole bunch of other ones um, from Hemingway to Prince to, yeah, Ray Bradbury. Oh, there goes my AirPod. We'll grab that. (laughs) work with that. But they're very, very interesting because it's a compilation of the last, you know, eight or 10 or 12 interviews before that person leaves us. And in particular, you see that, you know, descent or that transition with Anthony Bourdain, it's just riveting, but man, they're so well-written. And a lot of them are just the translation of those actual conversations. So for example, with Anthony Bourdain, there's one with Trevor Noah, that happened just a few months before Anthony Bourdain passed away. And so it's just really mm-hmm. interesting stuff and, and great writing. Yeah. So 
that's my plug on that. Now I'm going to have to go read all of them because they're very quick, you know, day reads. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then what's something you're so into right now, the thing you won't shut up about with your friends or your family that, you know, it might be, I don't know, you know, a new coffee mug, a new show workout. I don't know, something you're really (laughs) fired up about. Oh my God. I, oh this is so narcissistic though. My film, but it's not because it's it. whatever. It's because I'm learning yeah. um, to do something You're passionate new. about it. Yeah. And actually I can make it a little bit more general and more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Less self-focused. Which is, yeah, which is um, what's interesting to me about this process and maybe learning something. First of all, like during the pandemic, I like my work ground to a halt because it turns out all I do is gather 700 people inside a room, right? For everything yeah. I do. So I learned to yeah. cook and I, I got certified in interior design and I, I learned to paint. So like I did three things that were completely new. So I'm very into, I love newness. I love new. You're in love with new. That's my favorite yeah. new thing. So with the thing about this, that is really interesting. And I also think it's kind of interesting as an entrepreneur or solopreneur, as we use that term, is that again, the pandemic was horrific for everybody, but it's awful for people who are extroverts. And so now, um, one of the, so now I've got a partner, which is my DP, my cinematographer, my director of photography, okay. and mm-hmm. he's amazing. Sam Henry Gase, he's uh, just brilliant. And we're going to be just doing hopefully tons of projects together. And what I I love love about this. So when you're a theater director and like, I don't know, like a novelist or any of these other things or running your own company, like not everybody has like a partners, you know, I have that with Tana, but so creatively, I mean, I have a cast, but as a director, I don't have, nobody like turns their stage manager and goes, what do you think? I mean, not usually, right. That's very unusual. Mm -hmm. So all Mm -hmm. your decisions are not only made on your own as a theater director, but they're like, you have to take all responsibility for it. So yeah, kind of really cool new thing about film directing is you don't make a single step without your DP. You you talk through absolutely everything together. And I was like, I love this. This is great. I'm an external processor. You know, I do that with my poor husband when I'm writing something, whether he wants to talk about it or not. And, you know, so that has been really interesting in so many levels. And I want to make sure that going forward, everything I do is much more like I don't take on anything unless there's a team, mm, a collaborator, a yeah. Partner. Yeah. It's That's so great. Yeah. It's right up my, and I do that. My husband and I write together, but you know, this is different. No, I love that. I think, I mean, when we listen for those sound bites, right. In an episode yeah. and think about that thing that you can pluck out and, and make actionable. I think that's a, that's a really interesting yeah. tip. So, okay. So what's um, last question for you? What's, what's next? You have so many new projects because you love <laughs> new, but what's, you know, is it, the film or is it something you haven't told us about yeah. yet? What's coming down the pike for you? No, it's film. I mean, I'm going to be making, yeah. directing more things, but I will be in them also, which is hard to Love direct that. yourself and like <laughs> jump up and look at the camera, sit back down. You know, it's tricky. And I'm going to just be auditioning again, which I haven't done in um, probably like seven years working on a friend's film and, and stuff like that. And also my the parts I play are really different now, right? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I love it. I'm the mother of a three-year-old. You know, I'm 54. Right, yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> now I'm the lawyer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we had a an internal photo shoot within our company of about 50 people recently, and they sent an email around to the entire team and said, um, we're looking for last minute, we need a 45 to 55 year old mom for this photo shoot. And I'm like, I'm not really sure why this was a company wide blast. You could have just said, Beth, we need you on this photo. <laughs> like, I, I understand I'm the only one suited <laughs> to this particular photo shoot, but thank you for letting me volunteer for it. That yeah, was, that was, that was an HR. <laughs> I know, I know, right? <laughs> so politically correct. But Katie, this has been so, so much fun. I feel like we are going to have links for days in the show notes to all of your work. I've loved uh, exploring your website and seeing all the things Uh you're doing and can't wait to get my hands on your book because clearly I'm short on things to read. (laughs) I can do just to make it easy if somebody's listening and they're not a show notes person is if they go, if you just type in, (laughs) let's make sure I have it right. Um, (laughs) You text three, three, and then seven, 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 you can, yeah, that's correct. You can, I'll get, I'll send you, um, we do this little thing, like, and then it asks for your email or whatever. And then we send cool. you, um, a bunch of like worksheets on, I you know, love how to that. bag your inner critic. Um, yeah. so you just, you go three, three, seven, seven, seven. And then in the message, you write my name, Katie, K-A-T-I-E. Okay. And the rest takes care of itself. So that's so cool. Well, you are very trendy and influential. Look at you. So (laughs) I will do that immediately following the call and we'll be sure to share it. And that's so fun. This has been a blast, Katie. Thank you. Can't wait to see what you do next. Glad to see you again. Yeah. (laughs) You as well. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 